a very large chest or box that was inside of the sea. This is just an example. The same would apply to a chest or a box that is inside of any mikveh. One cannot use the water that is inside of the chest or box in order to purify items inside of that water. Because the chest itself is a kli, and a mikveh needs to be inside of the ground, not inside of a kli, a utensil. And even if the water is connected to the water that is inside of the sea, we've already learned that it must have a large enough hole that connects the water. Only if the hole that is in the box that connects the water of the sea to the water which is inside of the chest is at least the size of a tube that comes out of a leather flask. That's always the measurement given for the size of the hole in order to connect the mikveh water with the water inside of the utensil. Now, it should be noted that obviously if the chest didn't have a lid on it and it was totally submerged in the water, then it goes without saying that that would be considered a part of the mikveh that the sea is considered and immersing items inside of the box would purify them. Rabbi Yehuda says that since this chest or box is so large, Having a hole which is only the size of the tube that comes out of a leather flask doesn't significantly represent the fact that the water inside of the chest is considered to be a part of the water of the mikveh. We still very much see them as two separate entities, and because of that, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Bichli Godel, if it is a large utensil, larger than eight tfachim, then Arbaat tfachim, the hole needs to be at least four tfachim wide. And if it's any smaller than that, then rubai, the majority of the width of this utensil, needs to be open for the mikveh water to enter in and connect with the water inside of the utensil. Only then would all of the water be considered one entity and really all have the status of a mikveh. What happens if there was a something made out of sack material or a basket inside of a mikveh or the sea? One is able to submerge different items into the inside of the basket or the sack, even if there is no proper hole in the side of them, it's totally closed, because the nature of these materials is that anyway the water gets right through it. As the mission explains, because the water anyway is mixed together with the mikveh water, and thus it's the same as dipping the items into the mikveh itself. In addition, if they were placed underneath a pipe that comes down vertically from a roof, we learned earlier on in the Masechta that if somebody places a kli, a container, underneath the pipe in order for it to catch water, that water becomes maim shuvim because it was purposefully placed there, and water which lands in a container purposefully becomes maim shuvim, which, if there are at least three loig of it and it's poured into the mikveh, it would invalidate the mikveh if the mikveh isn't yet full with 40 sa'ar. Be it as it may, the Mishnah teaches that since the sack or the basket allow water to go right through them, they're hardly considered to be a container of that water. And therefore, even if somebody pur- purposefully and deliberately placed it underneath the pipe, they would not become maimsh ovim, and therefore enon poismanus a mikveh, they would not invalidate the mikveh. And the Mishnah ends off, Ela, which literally means rather, over here the Mishnah seems to be giving an additional law, matbilin oison, one can dip these items, the sack or the basket, into the mikveh if they became tomei. And whereas with regards to regular containers which became tomei and are submerged into the mikveh, one should be careful to lift them out of the mikveh upside down, because if you lift them up upright, 
then the water that comes with them, as soon as it exits the mikveh, becomes Maim Shovim. It's water that has been drawn from the mikveh, from its source, manually by a person. And it's very easy for the person, as he's lifting it up, to end up tipping the water back into the mikveh. And if the amount of water that remains in the mikveh is now less than 40 sa'ar, so pouring that water back in, tipping it over, would invalidate the mikveh. The Mishnah says, however, that with regards to a basket or a sack, Umal in Oslan Kedarikom, one is able to lift them up out of the mikveh in the regular way. There's no need to do it upside down, because even if somebody does lift some water up with it and tips it over and the water ends up going back into the mikveh, it won't invalidate it because water that is placed in a sack or a basket does not become Maim Shuvim since it doesn't have the status of a proper kli to contain water. Mishnevov, earthenware utensils are unlike most other materials in regards to their ability to become Tomei and make other things Tomei. For example, earthenware can never become an Av Hatumah, which is a primary level of impurity. The highest level of impurity that earthenware utensils can become, even if they touch, for example, a dead body, is a Rishayn Tumah, which is one level below that primary level of Av Hatumah. And the big difference that this makes is that a person or a utensil, at least mid a can never become Tomei from anything that is less than an Av Hatumah, which means that a person or a utensil can never become Tomei from earthenware. An additional unique law to earthenware is that it can make things Tomei even without touching them. Food and drink, which are able to become Tomei even from earthenware, if they are placed within the airspace of a Tomei earthenware container, even without touching the container itself, they will become Tomei. It's almost as if we view the entire container as being filled with impurity. Based on these rules, the Mishnah is going to note a particular outcome. Gisterosh mikveh, if there is a broken piece of earthenware that still has the ability to hold things, so it's still considered to be Tomei, and it is inside of a mikveh. And in the first case of the Mishnah, the jagged edges of the earthenware container protrude above the surface of the water. So most of the container is within the water of the mikveh, but part of it is above the Hitlbosakalim, and somebody submerged items which are Tomei in the water which is inside of the container inside of the mikveh. Since there are lots of holes, it's a, it's a broken piece of, piece of earthenware with jagged edges, and therefore the water of the mikveh does very much mix with the water that is inside of the earthenware container, so it's all considered to be mikveh water. And as a result, the items will become pure from their impurity. However, as soon as one lifts the items out of the water, since part of the earthenware container is above the surface of the water, the items will be passed within the airspace of the earthenware container. Which means that it's all very nice that they managed to become tohar in the mikveh. They will become tomei as a result of passing within the airspace of the earthenware container above the surface of the water. Now the truth is, this isn't so simple, because the items themselves are not able to become Tommy from earthenware utensils. Because like we mentioned, people and utensils cannot become Tommy from earthenware, which can only ever be at maximum a Rishon However, over here, these items which have been purified are wet, and water, being a liquid, can become Tomei from earthenware. So the water is within the airspace of the container, so the water becomes Tomei, and Midira Bonon, a Tomei liquid that touches a utensil, makes the utensil Tomei as well. So the utensil which has been purified will become Tomei from the water that is on it, 
as it is lifted up above the mikveh and passes within the airspace of the Tomei earthenware container. However, the Mishnah continues, If the water of the mikveh was floating above the earthenware container, even by a tiny amount, then to Hirin, the items will be pure and remain pure. Because the mikveh purifies them, and as soon as they are taken out of the mikveh, they're no longer within the airspace of the earthenware container for it to make it tome. The second half of the mission discusses an interesting case of mayon hayotse minatanur, a spring of water that comes out of the ground that is the base of an oven. The ovens of the times of the Mishnah were cone-shaped, with the narrow end at the top and being wider at the bottom, and the base of the oven was the ground itself. And it could be that a spring started to come out of the ground after the oven was built there, and it filled up the oven with water, and the oven itself is Tomei. However, there is a mikveh, there's a mayon, a spring of water that has the ability to purify inside of the oven. The Yorad Vitol Besoichoi, a person went down and he immersed himself fully in that spring of water which is inside of the Tome oven. Hutohar, he becomes pure from the mikveh. The mikveh is a fully valid mikveh. It happens to be he is situated inside of a Tome oven. But as we mentioned, a person can never become Tome from a Tome oven. However, there is a rabbinic tumor that applies even to a person that comes from something that is less than an avatoma. Although in general, according to the Torah, a person can only become Tomei from something that is on the level of an avatoma, a primary level of impurity. Midrabonon, one's hands, specifically his hands, can become Tomei even from something that has a lower level of impurity. And because of that, his hands, the yod of Tomeos' hands, will be impure since they are in the airspace of a Tomei oven. The Mishnah ends off, however, the Imahu al-Gab of Rum Yodov, if the water of the spring reached to a height of the height of his hand above the top of the oven, then, although the person's hands essentially are considered to be Tomei for as long as he is inside of the oven, since we're talking about a case where he exits the oven from the top of it, as soon as his hands leave the top of the oven, they become purified in the part of the mikveh that is above the oven. Alright, Mishnah Zayn, Eruv Mikvois, in order to combine two different Mikvois, as we have learnt extensively in the last couple of Prakim, Kishiferis Hanoid, the hole that connects the two collections of water needs to be at least the size, the width, of a tube that comes out of the top of a leather flask. That includes both the thickness of the actual tube, the material part of the tube, and the hollow part in the middle. And such a hole is large enough for two fingers of a regular person to be able to turn around and move about in that hole. That's roughly the size of the hole that we are talking about. What happens if there is a doubt as to whether or not the hole was the size of this tube of a leather flask? Or not. For example, there was a hole that was large enough, but it got blocked up with some things. Meanwhile, a person immersed himself in one of the mikvahs, which relies on the combination, and it's unknown whether he went to the mikvah before the hole was slightly blocked or afterwards. Pesula, the Mishnah says that the mikvah, or the purification, is considered to be invalid, because this is a doubt with regards to a requirement mid-a-raisa. And the rule is that a doubt with regards to something which comes from the Torah is ruled stringently. 
And for the same reason, with regards to the measurements of the size of an olive of a dead body, the size of an olive of a dead animal, the size of a lentil of a sheretz, which is one of the eight small animals that the Torah lists as being a more severe source of impurity when they are dead. If there is ever a doubt as to how large the item that a person touched was, and whether or not he became Tomei, since this concerns a Tumomidu'eraisa of the Torah, so it is ruled stringently. The Mishnah continues to talk about that which blocks a part of the whole that combines the Tumic vice, and the Mishnah teaches that anything that can stand in that hole that is the size of the tube of a leather flask, would minimize its size if it is there, and that which remains as the hole is smaller than what it was until now. says, anything that is from the creation of the water, for example, moss, which grows specifically in the water, or certain insects, which are particular to the water, tahar would cause the combination to still be in effect, and for hashokot to continue, and thereby for the mikveh to still be valid. Because such an item is considered to be a part of the water itself, so it certainly wouldn't block and prevent the connection of the water, because it has the status of the water itself. This Mishnah shows that the concept of hashokot, which is when we combine two different mikvahs together, applies even to two mikvahs that are not right next to each other, but rather one is higher than the other. And even if it's the invalid mikvah that is higher up, and therefore all of the water is going to be flowing from the invalid mikvah into the valid one, even then the concept of hashoka will apply, because the understanding of hashoka is that we consider all of it to be like one mikvah. It's not that the pure mikvah is purifying the impure mikvah, or the invalid mikvah. The idea of Hashoka is to view it all as being like one mikvah, and therefore it doesn't matter that the invalid mikvah is the one at the top, and that it's that water that is flowing into the valid mikvah lower down. Metarianism advice, one is able to validate the purity of a mikvah, give it the ability to purify. A mikvah that is higher up can be validated by a lower down mikvah, the Horochik Minakorov, and a mikvah that is far away can be validated by a mikvah that is nearer to us and far away from that other mikvah. Kate said, well, what is an example of this? Maybe Silen Cheres, one can bring a pipe of earthenware, Oishel Avar, or of lead, these are just regular examples, and he should put one end of the pipe into the higher up mikvah, which contains invalid water, Maim Shuvim, that has been drawn. And meanwhile, he should place his hand at the bottom of the pipe so that the water that flows from the higher up mikvah, the higher up collection of water, it's not yet a valid mikvah, so that all of that water will fill up the pipe because he's blocking the other end of it. Until that pipe becomes filled with water. And then he should move it, direct the pipe to the lower mikvah, and umashikai allow the water to touch the water of the lower down mikvah by removing his hand as soon as he stops blocking it. So now the water will flow directly into the lower down mikvah and there will be a direct flow without any break from the higher up mikvah into the lower mikvah, even if it is only the width of a hair, it's a hair breadth. 
Dayo, that is sufficient because as long as there is a direct flow of water coming from the higher up mikvah to the lower one, it would cause hashoka, which would invalidate the higher mikvah as well. Now, what happens if there is hoyob eldyoin arboim sa'ar, the higher up collection of water contained within it a volume of 40 sa'ar? And this time it's talking about 40 sa'ar of valid water. So there's a great mikvah at the top, uvatachtoin, and in the mikvah that is lower down than it, when we say that it's lower down, that means that it's towards the side, but lower. For example, if it's on a hill, it's not one above the other. It's two which are next to each other, but one is lower down, and that's the same for the first case of the Mishnah as well. Now, in this case, the higher up mikvah has enough water for it to be totally valid, but the pit that is next to it and lower down, in that lower down mikvah, there's no water at all. The Mishnah says that one is able to fill up water and place it on his shoulders and add it to the higher up mikveh until it will overflow and possibly go through the pipe and flow into the lower down mikveh. The point is, even though you're adding only maim sha'uvim now, since the mikveh already contains the minimum volume of 40 sa'ar, it's relevant how much maim sha'uvim you add after that it won't invalidate the mikvah, so it all just becomes a part of the mikvah, and the mikvah overflows and continues and spreads to the lower down pit. And that would also be considered a fully valid mikvah.